Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Manual. This week we're going to be talking about discipline. Uh, we're going to try to cover self-discipline versus enforced discipline and kind of how both of those can apply to our lives. We have a guest speaker on today, uh, his name is Phil Moses. He is a third degree, fourth degree black belt. Fourth degree, yeah. Fourth degree mm-hmm. black belt in Taekwondo, a uh, master. And he has also trained Muay Thai for one and a half years. Uh, I think we're closer to two now. Yeah. Closer to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so quite an experience in martial arts and uh, has also been through the Army and is currently in the Army. Um, I think working toward... Toward, like, getting out? Getting out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll be so, in another two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's got another two years in the Army? Yep. And, I've been uh, in for 10 years now. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. But as of now, he actually owns his own martial arts school. So that's... Uh, Something to be said there. That takes a lot of discipline to own a school at a young age. You're what, 28? 27. 27. I owned it when I was 26. I yeah. just bought it. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so today we want to talk about how discipline can be applied to our everyday lives and what some of those practices can look like, uh, maybe benefits that can be derived from exercising discipline, um, particularly self-discipline. So... Uh, we want to start with maybe a couple questions about some martial arts because we have an expert here on the show. So, um, well, you got a green belt, right? Or like a blue yeah, belt. green yeah. blue. I made green <laughs> yeah. blue. Yeah, that was that was fun. I want to yep. get back in, but yeah, it takes time. And it takes I time. Don't have the equipment to put that. Pen right <laughs> I have committed in other areas. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, how how did you get into Taekwondo specifically? Um, how I got into Taekwondo was, and you might get a different story from my mom, but it was basically, they were like attempting, making a very feeble attempt to homeschool me and my brother. Mm. And they decided they were like, well, he's got to see, they got to know what other humans look like. So they, (laughs) they put us in a school and I was 14, I think. Yep. I was 14. And I remember we went in, we did like our, like one intro class and then we had to like come back. And we told Master Robertson, this is true. We're like, we have to go sell some dogs so we can make the money to like to mm. pay for the first month, wow. you know? And uh, <laughs> and he was like, we're never going to see those guys again. You know? but, <laughs> but we came back. We sold those dogs and we came back. And that's that's basically how we got it. Yeah. Was, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. So how many years did it take you to get? It takes about three years to get your first black belt, right? Yeah. It might have taken me a little bit longer because I think that, uh, no, no. Yeah, uh, it might have taken me a little bit longer because I, I believe I joined the army while I was still like in the process. I joined the army when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. so I had to. I missed like a couple tests because I was in basic, and then I came back and graduated high school, and then went back. So I think I got my black belt like right as I came back from basic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. I I uh, I made it to green blue belt, and that's I think what is that half? It's right at the halfway mark. That's yeah, the halfway mm-hmm. mark, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think time-wise, I'd be behind the halfway mark because it takes a while to get your associate or your black belt from your associate. Yeah, especially now because we have some like I don't know if you remember Pumse, but or yeah. if you guys know what that is, you know, not to, I don't want to just talk about things, you know, no, 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 <laughs> you know, it's uh, like blocks and stuff. We got some people that are very strict about that that uh, volunteer for me and work for me, and like I, I let them kind of run that. So yeah, it takes like six months or seven months at that belt. Sometimes it takes uh, it took. One person a year. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. A lot of time goes into it. But it's, no, it's that's the discipline weird. part that I don't really care for, you know? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. got to get all those moves right. And I'm like, man, can we not just kick and fight, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I am. When I, I only did one tournament, but it was a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I enjoyed that. And you did good at that one. I remember because I was like, hey, do you want to fight again? I think it was you, right? I asked yeah. if you wanted to fight again, like in an exhibition. You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I did both the of them. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was That guy was way bigger than me. Way bigger. But you kicked him in the face, which made me really happy. I did. I think mm-hmm. I exited you, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Yeah, cool. <laughs> definitely a highlight in my life. Yep. <laughs> nah. Um. So, what um, what influenced your decision on joining the army when you were seventeen? Oh, uh. So I was. I told you my parents tried to homeschool me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Love them to death. Love my parents. I love my mom. Love my dad. They did not, they were not ready to do that. Mm. And so they tried to put me in this other school, um, which turned out to be a sham. You know, they, they basically held me back and didn't tell them because I was far behind because they, I'm very uneducated, very uneducated. And they, they, uh, my parents found out about that. Some really bad things went down at that church that caused us to leave. And then they put us in this other school that was quasi good as far as, education goes like they had some pretty smart people there and they had pretty some good teachers but he like tested me on some stuff i know and he was like you you don't know nothing mm-hmm. you know and he said you need to just show up to class don't get any tattoos don't don't do any drugs or anything like that and i'll just you'll pass and you need to join the army and get an education if you can you know yeah. so that's that's how that happened, which I never did. I never did anything with. I never used any of the educational benefits at all. I just like blowing things up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fun side of it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go in the army when I was actually I wanted to go Marines when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. But I every kid wanted to go in the I know, Marines. I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a phase you go through. They have cool uniforms. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. I ended up not doing it, and mm-hmm. I'm glad because I got down here. Uh, I was I was in South Dakota at the time and I was gonna enlist there, but I ended up moving down here to South Carolina instead. And that was where I met my now fiance. Yep. So I'm She's really awesome. happy the way things worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which she is a fifth degree at both. Uh, yeah, I think so. She's actually ahead of me. She's been there since she was like, existed. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I've, I've never, I never high. remember not seeing yeah. Madison there, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, a little ironic backstory to that is when I went to, well, now your school, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Madison, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Madison was in my Taekwondo class. Oh, really? At that time. I had dude, no idea. I didn't you even can, know now. You could be a fifth degree black belt I, right now. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you could be ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah. What a drop. Right. It's yeah. Crazy. I was just a dropout. <laughs> so <clears throat> one thing I wanted to talk about... Um, was I, don't, I think origins is a good place to kind of start but so discipline one interesting thought i had over the last few days um basically how here's an example of how self-discipline can turn into enforced discipline or rather it can provide a foundation for enforced discipline hmm. um parenting i was listening to a podcast on um child rearing and it's a topic that I don't have any experience in, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I don't think any of like us I, do here, right? Yeah, 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 none yeah, of us yeah. do, so I'm not really. going to pretend like I know anything about it, but uh, it was just a, a really good line of thought um, that I had from this podcast, and basically, the the parent 
to enforce discipline on the child has to have a measure of self-discipline because it's not easy to discipline a child. And a lot of times it's tempting to be the child's friend instead of a mentor that the child needs. Um, so that's, that's a example to me of how by being self-disciplined, being a disciplined person, um, you can pass that along. Uh, a lot of times, maybe in a secular scene, it's as a friend, um, and it's just an encouragement, but as a parent, it is, you have to have the discipline to enforce discipline on a child to best shape them, how they can be a productive, successful adult. So you have to like self-discipline to not try to get like, uh, to be too buddy, buddy with them so mm -hmm. that you can actually enforce discipline on them is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That kind of makes me think of the, um, I've heard parents say this, like when punishing a child, like they say, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you have to have the self-discipline to take yeah. on the pain of punishing or, right. you know, enforcing discipline on My your child. My dad always said that and I never believed him. No kids believe that. It's one of yeah. the most unbelievable statements ever, but it does make sense yeah. if you think about you it. That, that's like, I mean, like uh, I don't have any kids of my own, but I've got some... Um, it's really hard to have somebody that you're going to have to throw them in a ring or he, that's their dream. Like, um, specifically like if it's a, a little girl, like a young girl, it's like, yeah, I, I want to fight. They're really good at fighting. It's like, okay, well I've got to really, really shape this person. Can't be too buddy buddy with them because it's like, well, in like three or four weeks, they're going to go in there and try to kick another girl in the face, mm -hmm. you know, and she's got to do what I say. You can't yeah. be too close with them, you know? So yeah, I can see where you're coming from. You got to, be stern with them. And that's, that takes a lot of self-discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Jordan Peterson is a podcast that our podcaster that I listen to a lot. And, uh, he gave an example on that of, uh, somebody, uh, I think it was a personal experience. I don't remember if it was somebody else sharing an experience or his own, but basically was babysitting a child for a friend, um, a couple who had gone out for the evening and they informed him that the child probably would get up rather than going to sleep. And they just always entertained him with a Elmo video. And, uh, <laughs> he said he didn't never liked Elmo because Elmo was a creepy puppet. And I'm like, okay, I, I agree with that. But he, uh, he said that I love Elmo. Yeah. Ra <laughs> rather than catering to the, the, the kid's desire to get up, which was not healthy for the kid, right? Kids need their sleep. He, made the kid go back to sleep and it was a battle and there was some crying there was some yelling it was back and forth but he, he uh basically just quietly but sternly made the kid know he wasn't going to get up and the kid ended up going to sleep and he said him and that kid liked each other a lot he said they got along very well and it is true that when you are what a child needs rather than what you feel like he wants you to be um, you'll have a good relationship. So a lot of, a lot of, a, or rather a popular opinion that's getting more and more popular and it's bothersome to me is that to have a good relationship with your kids, you got to be their friend rather than parent. And that's, I think that's, that's a travesty because <clears throat> when you see a healthy parent child relationship, it's super rewarding because the kids are very reliant on their parents. They trust them. Um, you're, they're far less likely to try to hold things out from their parents and try to get away with things um, when they yeah. trust them they will go to them for advice and i think it's a lot safer for your kids if they they respect you and trust you rather than think of you as a friend if they learn to rely on you 
I think that's, that's super healthy. And that's, that's something in my life, um, having a dad that enforced discipline. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and I think that like, it's just, it, it encourages a more honest love. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you, if you, you're their best friend and you give them everything they want and you're just like, you know, um, just that, right. There's no discipline or something like that. It's like, um, they, usually I don't think that they will be buddy, buddy with you. Eventually they get rebellious because it mm -hmm. turns into like expectations, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. cause you're not disciplining them, you know, but if you, you do discipline them, then like you just said that they, they, I think that they will, they see you more as like a mentor and they trust you and they're like, he's, he actually cares about me. And sometimes it hurts like to, uh, uh, to be cared for, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the Bible I read, that was one of the verses that I looked up. It was like, despise not the, I think in the King James version, it says, despise not the chastisement of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But then the other version, it says, despise not the discipline of the Lord, yeah. like in the NRSV, you know, uh, because that's part of being yeah. a child of God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, actually a verse in the Bible. Um, can't remember the exact reference off the top of my head, but it says, that the Lord chastens those he loves. Yep. And so mm -hmm. while it hurts at the same time in my life, when I notice, like I can be in the middle of a situation and it seems like something goes terribly wrong. It's not the way I wanted it to be, but I, I think about it. I stop and think and I realize, okay, this is happening for a reason. And it's super comforting to me because it makes me realize, all right, God's still there. He's still guiding me. He's mm -hmm. still showing me what I should be doing. Yep. He's taking care of me. And so in the moment, yeah, it hurts. But when you stop and think about it, you realize, okay, that was good for me. I'm glad that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, like like Job, you remember how he like uh, continued to worship God, even though his life was, I think, pretty terrible there mm -hmm. for a little bit. You know, it's like when you when I read stuff like that, it's like, well, you can't just love God whenever, you know, your candy's falling out of the sky and everything's going great. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, uh, again, you know, it, it was what was best at the time yeah mm -hmm. yeah i like to think of it as like character development or a story arc that yeah he's got planned up there all the time and we just right can't see it from down here mm -hmm. obviously um let's see yeah so should we try to take it kind of back to like maybe like i liked where you're going with getting a kid ready for fighting like that was a good, oh yeah, good example. Yeah, I don't know if we should try to go back to some of that. Well, we would like to. Talk I mean, about. definitely. Like that takes that takes a lot of self discipline, but uh, like, oh, most of that is enforced discipline from my perspective. If I'm, I'm on both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I just got out of fight camp not that long ago from a big fight. You were there. You were there. Yep. And then, um, uh, and that's where the self discipline. You're like, you got to go to a class no matter what no matter what you feel like, you know, and then I've also got to, I'm on the other end of the spectrum too, where this, these kids will be there and I'm like, man, I can tell that they're really tired, but you only have so much time, you mm -hmm. know, and you've got, you could be like, well, I'm just going to be a little bit easier on them. It's like, no, because when the day comes, you know, I want them to win because yeah. that, you know, that's going to be more rewarding for them than, you know, playing dodgeball, yeah. you know, and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's really hard for me um, with specific individuals. There's some kids, everybody's different. You know, there's some kids that I'll be like, I don't even have to worry about them. They're going to give me 110%, you know. And then you've got some fighters that are really, really good fighters, but in class, 
they will not give you 110%. So you have to like kind of project your will on them, you know? <laughs> and and it doesn't mean they're bad fighters. It doesn't mean they're even like they lack self-discipline. It's just that they don't know when they're like, this is super serious and this is not, you know? And I've got two girls right now that uh, one of them is exactly like that. You know, if you looked on her face, you'd be like, she's not trying at all. She's, she's trying. She tries at the things that like she considers important, mm-hmm. right? And whenever it comes around to something that she doesn't consider important, I got to be like, okay, mm-hmm. time to um, buckle up, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. start giving me a little bit more. But then the other one, I'll be like, hey, could you please, you know, try this a little bit harder? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she'll somehow give me more because yeah. <laughs> they're just two opposite personalities. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, uh, that's that's a good point where um, with discipline, it's not only to maintain order, but it's to prepare Um I think it's largely to prepare. Yep. Um, it's so basically if you're thinking about either a child rearing context or let's say in a fight, let's use the fight example, you have to cover all of the bases with your, your student because if you don't, then he's not going to know that when he goes out in the ring and he's going to be confronted with it and he's not going to know what to do because you didn't train him how to deal with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's it's, it's like live. You have to do live training, and like sometimes it's a little bit painful to watch. I, just this week, I watched a kid get. Uh, well, I say a kid; he's a little bit older, but um, he got hit in the head quite a few times. And one of the assistant coach that works with the Trey, Trey, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, working with me, and he's like looking at me like he's like that hurt him. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it it did, you know. But that's <laughs> what happens, you know. And every now and then they need that in class. Mm-hmm. Or they'll go out there when it really counts, and uh, or I say when it really counts when they're when it's an actual competition. They'll get hit, and they'll they'll almost always look at you if they have no idea like what that feels like. They'll look at you like you did it. <laughs> no, I I didn't do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I remember the the time I learned to keep my mouth closed when I was sparring was when I got spinning hook kicked in the jaw. <laughs> and, uh, oh, was it Malachi? I, that was uh, Douglas. Uh, oh, it was Douglas. Yeah. Okay. I, I should be name dropping like that probably. You know, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was, we were going at it pretty hard and I was starting to get gassed and I, I was being careless. I left my mouth hanging open and I still have my mouth guard in, but my mouth was kind of hanging open and he closed it for me. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> stars. I thought I was going down, but I, yeah. I managed to stay up and we, we, we kept the fight going, but mm-hmm. It was it was a good lesson. <laughs> I think I remember that. I just I, I was sure that it was Malachi, but uh, mm. because he's done that to a couple of people. He got yeah. me with one of those. I don't even know what you call it, but basically he did a fast kick to my head, and I I backed up so it went past. And then when I came in, he came back with a hook. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he nailed me good that time. I mm-hmm. I think I was bleeding from that one, but yeah. Oof. Yeah, Douglas was the spinning hook. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mal- Malachi Sounds has right. a weird ability to like stay on one leg for an inhuman amount of time. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't understand it. He's in like, baseball legs. He's got tree trunks. <laughs> uh, that dude is insane. Like, yeah. I-, I always think he's done kicking, and then without even putting his foot down, he'll throw like two more kicks. And yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's wild. I got respect for that. No, yeah, like back to the 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 discipline like the self-discipline i think like 
and th- this is a, a good way to tie it into Christianity, I think, because one of the hardest things like in fighting is, is not really going to, I like going to practice and I love suffering. I've been in the army for 10 years and you know, I've, uh, I say it's suffering. It's like, I've been cold a lot, you know, and I've been hungry a lot and I've been tired a lot and I, I'm like, wow, this sucks. But you know, or stinks, sorry. I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, uh, but at the, like after it's over, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, that was kind of fun, you know, yeah. but like, uh, the, the hardest thing is just following instructions in the ring. I think that's the where probably the most self-discipline actually comes in because mm-hmm. you've got things that you'll see that you want to do, but your coach will see something from an outsider perspective that'll be like, no, don't do that. You know, especially yeah. in Muay Thai. In Taekwondo, it's a little bit different, but it's it's similar. But in, in Muay Thai, like I'll I will have a game plan that I want, mm-hmm. and my coach will be like, No, that's not the game plan. He can see it on my face. He's like, You need to be doing this because I can see that he's going to do this if you do that, basically. Like, mm-hmm. it's like if I if I kick, um, like, for the inside leg, right, he's going to check that. But if I go for the outside leg with my right leg, which I'm slightly less comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, he won't check that because he hasn't done that. Getting your leg checked, by the way, that hurts a lot, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, not, not as much when you're fighting. But, uh, but anyways, like, we god doesn't always give us what we want because it's not at all what we need and he sometimes guides us like the opposite direction sometimes the complete opposite direction it's like yeah but you know i really want that you know it's like well no and we have to have the self-discipline so that we don't get the enforced discipline later yeah Yeah. oh yeah that was a quote right there yeah (laughs) gotcha moment (laughs) yeah well yeah on that topic um like you you had mentioned like you can't you'd said some of the people just have that discipline right off mm-hmm. you know some of the kids you train some of them just want to work as hard as they can and others yep. others are just like not geared that way mm-hmm. i um i play soccer and i have some teammates like that like there's some of us giving a hundred percent the whole time and it hurts the whole team when there are those few people that just don't love giving all their effort. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. And when it, with a team event like that, I could see where that was like, that's, that's not that it's not important in fighting. It's definitely important that you be self-motivated, but if like you're letting six or seven guys down, yeah. I could imagine that yeah. would be frustrating. Yeah. You know? it, it's super frustrating. And, um, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> no, off. No, no, I didn't no, mean that. Good. Yeah, no, I was just trying to think of where I was going. You were saying like how there's some people that have the personality to do that. Some people that don't have the personality to do that and it hurts the whole team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it hurts the whole team and then they expect to be moving on to a higher league, like a better team. They're like, yep. oh, I hope I get accepted by this team. And I'm like, just because you've done this a lot longer and your footwork's better and you're a little faster Mm-hmm. If you don't give that effort, you're you're not gonna be accepted. Um, yep. A lot of a lot of the coaches I've had have said they'll look over a hundred. They'll look at a hundred percent effort over skill any day. Every every day, every single day. Me, it's funny that you say that because me and uh the assistant coach of of my fight team were talking about that. There's this one kid who's he, these are boys now, real good naturally, right? But the yeah. thing he knows it. He knows it. That's the worst, isn't it? You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't have to work that hard. It's like, well, no, you're good, but you could be great. You know what I mean? And then you got this other kid who's like, he's good, you know, but he gave 
we put him on the team kind of as like, like, like we can't not put him on the team because of how hard he's trying. And yeah. he had a really good chin too. He got hit a lot. Right. Yeah. But he just didn't care. He didn't react at all. Mm-hmm. That's really important, you know? And we put him on the team and now he's kind of like whoop it up on that other guy. I'm like, well, you would be better if you'd yeah. come more yeah. and yeah. you would like, you would show out when you did come, you know, yeah. you know, give me a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that get really famous and get really good at, their sport or, you know, get good at martial arts. They're the ones that are naturally good as well as mm-hmm. they give a hundred percent. Right. And you can't beat that. You can't just be really good and not give a hundred percent and expect to beat someone mm-hmm. yeah. like that. I think that some people, when they're just naturally really good at some things, feel like they're more disciplined than they actually are. Because how almost, would I be good if I wasn't? Yeah, exactly. You know, right. It kind of comes as an illusion. So, mm-hmm. the, But then they get like a really big shock when one day they just aren't good at something. Mm-hmm. They're like, why am I not right. good at this? I'm, I do everything right, but, you know. Or they meet somebody that's like, that's, that's just as naturally talented as them, mm-hmm. you know, but is uh, to to boot that guy that's um or that girl rather that gives 100% in practice all the time or whatever it is right and they see that and they're faced with a challenge they're like no I've always won I don't understand it's like mm-hmm. well no yeah he tried harder yeah you know? exactly Work harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it comes down to whoever is more self-disciplined to get what needs to be done yep. done regardless mm-hmm. of how yep. they feel about it yeah um so you do Muay Thai as well yeah, yes. I do Muay Thai. Actually, I do Muay Thai as, as, as far as fighting. I do that exclusively now. Oh, and yeah. uh, I don't know how much longer I'll do that. I, I really, really, really like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was fun. But no, I, I did not win my last fight. Uh, that was my first loss. It was a great fight. I loved the fight. But, I was uh, there. It was it was amazing. It was a you good, got Fight of the Night Award, though. I did. I got, we well, we both got Fight of the yeah. Night Award, you know. And he's cool. He's such a good guy. I talked to him uh, multiple times since then. But you come into a conundrum too. Whenever, well, I guess a conundrum like a problem. I guess mm-hmm. is that the right? Is that even a word? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah, so, uh, he was texting me, and he's fighting somebody that I fought um, before him. And oh. I'm rambling now, but he was fighting somebody that I fought before him, and uh, I found out about it. Now I, I like them both, and now he's texting me, and he's like. He's like, hey, you know, you got any tips for this? And I'm like, oh, oh no. I like both of you now. You know, you guys are both cool, you know, but they're fighting each other now. So they're they're both trying to, and the other one was like telling me before he left, I think he had an idea he was going to fight that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was there. It was it was uh, cool. He was there cheering for me to win. And after I was leaving, he said, hey, you need to come and train with me, you know, oh. um, sometime before my next fight. I had no idea, like, who he was fighting or anything. I think he had an idea that it was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so now he, they both are wanting me. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'd be super useful because I lost to that guy, but, you know. <laughs> you should just give them both false tips about the other uh, yeah. ones. Be like, just, hey, but, no, both of you guys are going to, you know, just be like, yeah, right. <laughs> he's got a really, really weak chin. You can't knock either of these guys out. These guys can't be knocked out, you know. Yeah. Like, just hit him, hit him right, he'll go to sleep. <laughs> um, so how did it feel <laughs> buying um, – Palmetto Martial Arts here recently, the school where you went for that long? You mean like initially, like like when it first happened? Yeah, like how did that all go down? So, and I'll say this because I have like no problem if the world knows this. Um, so it made perfect sense at the time because uh, 
I don't I don't know how how pro like vax this uh this panel is, but I was not very okay. Sweet, dope. Definitely not that metal. Be, no. All right, because I wasn't finna take out. You know, <laughs> I wasn't finna take all that unvaccinated you know? savage right here. Yeah. I, well, it wasn't even like okay. So I was in the process of converting to Catholicism, right? Mm-hmm. Super against abortion. I've always been super against abortion. You don't have to be Catholic. You know, you mm-hmm. you, you know, they're mo- most. I think Muslims are against abortion. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's very obvious that it's the the death of an unborn baby. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so I found out about the stem cell research that was like uh, uh, surrounding the brand that they were pushing. I think it was Pfizer was the one that the army was kind of pushing really hard. And they were like, yeah, they they tested on stem cells. And I was like, well, what's that? And I found out that it, it had to do with and I, I fact check me, you know, it's fine. You know, but I uh, mm-hmm. found out it had to do with like uh, aborted fetal cells from like the 70s. And I think mm-hmm. they got they were propagating the cells from the Netherlands. And some people were kind of like comfortable with that because they're like, yeah, it, it was a long time ago. They're using the cells for good now. But I was like, I have a brother that was born in the 70s, you know, and I was like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, so I didn't take the shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Long story short. And I told him it was religious grounds. And it was it was. And they were like, well, you can take this other one. The the uh, it was another very dangerous one that was they were like, yeah, this is a very unsafe one. They're like, you can take this one. It's not against religion. I was like, so I could maybe mm-hmm. die, <laughs> violate <laughs> my principles I choose I just didn't take it so they and they were cool about it they were like we're gonna just honorably discharge you you know because I have I have a a fairly perfect record I haven't done anything I've not gotten in trouble a lot so they sent me home and then uh Master Robertson the guy who owns the school he decided to um sell it and retire because you know he he just it was time you know Mm -hmm. he uh I said, that makes perfect sense because I, uh, you know, I'm out of the army and stuff. I'm going to need a little bit more income. So I bought the school and everything. We worked out a deal where I, I do like a buyout and then they called me back. The army called me back. Uh, so it felt really good long. You know, that was a long way of saying it felt really good, but then it just, so they called me back and I'm back in now. And now I'm a little bit scared mm-hmm. because I don't know, you know, there's a lot of craziness going on yeah. and, uh, uh, I've got two more years left. I thought I was out of the army. I really yeah. did. I was like, they're they're like, go home and after a year. Hmm. That's never happened in in history. That you just go home for yeah, a year right. and not be in the army anymore, and then they call you back and they're like, hey, you have to come back. Yeah. You know, not that I know of. It may have happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so now I'm a little bit nervous. But when I, when I first bought it, I was like, yeah, this is this is awesome. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's a interesting turn of events. Right? Yeah. That's, that's a rough yeah. situation. Super interesting. <laughs> I will say though. You know, all that said, I was a little bit annoyed, obviously, but uh, I did miss like the army, you know, mm-hmm. the, pretty much the whole time I was gone and they called me back. I was a little bit annoyed, but at the same time, I was like, well, at least I'll get to go and, you know, maybe shoot stuff and blow stuff up every now and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so, but it's a national guard. So I'm, I'm only there, you know, uh, now I'm about to move back, hopefully to another unit where I'll drill every month. But at the, the uh, at the time, I was drilling with a unit that drilled every three months for a week. Okay. Know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Anyways. I have a cousin who's in the Marines, and he was trying to be a Marine pilot, and I ended up changing courses, and now he's um, – actually, went, he's more of an accountant now. He, he's trying to, I think, huh. work his way out as well. But he, he ended up taking the vaccine, and he said – he is really wishing he hadn't because he's noticed some effects from it, um, including he's had like three 
patches in his beard that just fell out. Oh. And he can't get any hair to grow back. So he's got these three weird patches on his face now that hair won't grow. And it's just since he took the Maybe. vaccine. And it, it's kind of weird, man. I, I hadn't heard that one. I mean, like, you, I'm, not, I'm trying not to sound too much like a conspiracy theorist and get fact-checked. Like, oh, everything that guy says is invalid. You know, he believes in Jesus and he's a conspiracy theorist, so therefore right. Jesus isn't real. That's what I'm trying to not go for right now. <laughs> you get you generalized know? when you say a lot of these things. Yes, you know, but... Um, like, I definitely don't want anything bad to happen to the people that took the vaccine because obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want that because I was a big chunk of the population. I don't want to like seem like I'm down. I'm dissing them. Yeah, you know what I right. mean? But where, where I just got a little bit annoyed was where people would be like, dude, you and your principles, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't happen very often. But some people would kind of like they'd be like, are you sure that's the hill you want to die on? I'm like, that's the only hill to die on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, for no other reason, it just there was not much testing done with a lot of the especially the boosters. Um, like one of the most recent boosters was done with like so little testing. Somebody said it was only like 11 lab rats and they were done. Um I don't know how true that is, and but I, they've and done I'm not a rat. minimal, minimal testing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah like it might work on a rat. I'll, if rat. I am going to take the vaccine, which I don't see why I should necessarily take the vaccine, um, but if if it were necessary for me to take the vaccine, then I would like to see a track record before I do so. At least 12 rats. Yeah. At least 12 <laughs> that gummy. I ain't about you know? to be the 12th rat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right. At least 12, you know. And, that, and that's... That was a, 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 I mean, that definitely played a part in it. I, I wasn't too super concerned about like personal safety though, because to be honest, like my job in, in the army, I was not, not that I've deployed and I, uh, I've done a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I'm not, I'm not that, that cool. But whenever I joined the army, safety was not, that was not something <laughs> I was concerned about. I was, I, yeah. I wanted to do, I tried to join the French army first because I felt like I had a better chance of getting shot at through them at the time, you know, (laughs) and, uh, it wasn't like that. So it wasn't a huge safety concern for me. It was more like, I didn't like the, definitely I didn't like the fetal cell research, but I definitely didn't like the, um, I also didn't like how they just were like, you have to take it. Right. You you have to, you know, too much pressure. It was too much pressure. I was like, that makes me believe that it, Something going on, here, mm-hmm. you know. Something yeah. smells weird, you know. But I have um kind of an interesting story on vaccinations in my own life. When I was, I can't remember how old I was. I was like five or six or something, and I had this breathing problem. This is when we first found out I had asthma. Um, my face. My mom said my face just started turning purple, and I just kind of fell over while I was playing. Right. And so they rushed me to the ER, and I was just having breathing problems from i can't even remember what it was but it was results of asthma Mm -hmm. so it was like this big attack thing and so the doctor finally comes in he was there to see me i'm like barely breathing and his first question was is he vaccinated and my mom was like no we don't really do vaccines and he was like oh he's got to be vaccinated and he wouldn't he wouldn't accept us that's so stupid so we had to be transferred while i'm literally like dying Mm, in an ambulance to another hospital and they were like i can't believe he would say that that's so crazy and that's another thing that's asinine yeah yeah is um people that people that don't do vaccines necessarily are a lot more like they agree with some of the things people that do take vaccines say Mm -hmm. but some of the people that take vaccines are like how dare you not take the vaccine? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I will, uh, the polio vaccine, good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, but I would like to reserve the right to pick and choose. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like you can't just throw any old thing in there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm going to ask you like, so while you were in the army, when you had to make the decision to, to not take the vaccine, even though it meant you were going to be discharged. So how, how did that feel to you? Like, what was your oh, it line was of thought? Pretty there? annoying. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit like, well, I kind of knew what was going on with the business. So I was like, well, I got a fallback plan because mm-hmm. um, I knew I was going to buy the martial arts school, you know, if I got out, you know, and we thought I got out. So I bought it basically. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a little bit that's that's hard to describe because I, I was I was really torn. I was I was faced with like, like my friends were going to they were going on a deployment. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to go with them. Um, and uh then all that went down right before. And they actually asked me, they were like, like right before I went down or no, what, right before the whole COVID thing went down and they were like, they dropped the regulation. <laughs> They're like, do you want to go? And I said, I don't think I'm going to be allowed to. And they said, yeah, but if, assuming that you're going to be allowed to go without taking the vaccine, you know, they were like, would you like to go? And I said, yeah, if I, if I can. And then they dropped the regulation. They're like, yeah, nobody's deploying if you don't have that. And wow. that was really, really annoying because I've my whole life, I, have wanted to go and see the world and get into trouble. Like I said, when I was like 16, I was really convinced I was going to join the French army. I was like, I'm going to join the French army and I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to get shot at. It's going to be great. You know? <laughs> and then we got a, you know, the, the, I just never got to go. Deployments just kept passing me over and stuff. And then this one came along. It's not a combat deployment, but I was like, Oh cool. At least I'll get to see the world. I'm like, Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> great. You know, yeah. that was like the fourth deployment that went over or th- third deployment that I, I missed out on, yeah. you know, and that was, uh, that was probably where most of the frustration came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a good, uh, example of a discipline there. Like you had to, you had to pass over something that you would have preferred to do because of holding a principle. Um, I think that's a good, um, example. Um, I, I do running, um, and actually not too long ago, me and Benjamin and Clayton, who's not here tonight, we did a Spartan run. Um, like it's fun. You run through mud and yeah, you know, get all muddy and dirty. Yeah. Climb Mm -hmm. rope, stuff like that. It's fun. Um, but yeah, any event like that, um, especially when you go for endurance or distance, you, uh, it takes a lot of discipline to prepare for it because if you don't, it's sadly obvious to everyone. <laughs> and I've been there. I've been there. Don't get me wrong. Crawling. Everybody I, else is just running on by you. You're like, what? I've been there. And, uh, yeah, I, so that's, that's something that, uh, I don't claim to be a overly disciplined person or claim a more high ground. I just, in my own life, that's some of my experience. Like, so mm-hmm. for me, it's endurance events like that. Like I have to make myself train because, if I don't, it plays out while I'm running, running specifically. Like I know a lot of people hate on running and to be fully honest, I don't enjoy running, mm-hmm. but running is just amazing because it makes it, um, it's, it's simple. It's all you can do is just put one foot in front of the other and it simply comes down to, you can do it anywhere. To, yeah, you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it comes down to how much time did you spend training? And so that was just a, a huge learning experience for me and it was super rewarding when i when i did well or i won you know it was, it was pretty mm-hmm. cool yeah i think a huge part of um well like you having to wait for those deployments to see if you're going to be able to go or not that takes patient <laughs> patient <laughs> that takes patience a lot of patience yeah uh, in, in a way but like you're you're um 
like I said, I'm in the I'm in the guard, right? So the unit that I'm I, I'm currently with, I, I should be transferring out soon. We'll we'll see, but uh, the unit that I was currently with, we only drill every three months, and you just stay there for a week. So it's not like I was like having to wait in a room, you know, mm, for several. Yeah. It was just me, you know. Uh, I was I, I wanted to go, and I was just living my day to day life. I was teaching kids how to fight while I was waiting on this potential deployment. You know what I yeah, mean? Okay. So it's not like, but yeah, I mean, um, and that's not always a great thing because it's, it's like some people will be like, well, you're just going to be patient and you waste a lot of time. I've been in the Army 10 years mm-hmm. trying to go places, trying mm-hmm. to go places. I did get to go to air assault school, which was really cool. Loved air assault school. But um, that was about, that's about, and I got to go to Puerto Rico for the the hurricane. You know, what was that hurricane that hit a while back? I must have been nine. I don't remember. I must have been twenty, right? Um, I think I was like I think I was twenty. So it was about seven years ago. I remember I wasn't old enough to drink because they kept trying to get me to do that <laughs> it, when I came back home and I was like I'm, I can't. I'm not allowed. You know, <laughs> so that was my excuse anyway. I wasn't gonna drink with enough knuckleheads. But uh, um, they uh, that was about the highlight of my career was those two things. And I I kept holding out and then I reenlisted for another six years because like no, it's gonna get better. Mm. Uh, sometimes you need to have the discipline to let go <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. oh, for sure yeah. it did not get better our our, uh, our political system and <sighs> political leaders did not get better mm-hmm. you know so yeah uh, see and now i'm like i've got this business i'm getting married in february Ooh. and i've got to like i've got to think about that because yeah i would love in, in some cases like not the russian ukraine war i don't want to be involved in that at all Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't even know who's, I don't even know who's really fully right in sure. all of that, you know. And I'm sure that both sides have their reasons, and both sides are probably not great, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, the problem I have with that war is it, uh, and I don't want to get in on this too much, but there, those guys are orthodox pretty much on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, on the Russian side, I think there's a few more Muslims, but there's some Muslims on the or Ukrainian side too. But um but there it's overwhelmingly orthodox guys and I'm like I don't want to go fight those people. Nobody nobody really does, you know. It's like I don't I, I keep, people get baffled by that. Like I don't want to go fight this they, I have more theologically in common with them mm-hmm. than I do with you guys. And I don't want to fight you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who wants to do that? Y'all seem nice, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh and they're just people like me, so I'm a little bit more calmed down, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, like, like, I guess getting older too. It's like back then I was like, I just wanted to go get shot at. And they were like, well, do you believe in the war? And I was like, I didn't really ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I, I saw on movies and then I was like, they're getting shot at. Look at them. You know, <laughs> they look like they're having fun, you know, <laughs> Black Hawk Down. Did you see that? It was the coolest thing ever. Right. And I, you know, you don't think about that when you're a 17 year old, yeah. but now, uh, um, it's really hard, especially being a Catholic and they really stress that as a Catholic, they're like, they're like, you are made in the image of God, but so are they. Everybody is yeah. like a very famous, I think it was Fulton Sheen. He said, I don't know if you, how you guys feel about, uh, communion or anything like that, but he says, if you can't see Jesus in like the average everyday person, I'm butchering this, right? But you can't see Jesus in the average everyday person then you won't find them in church basically, or you won't find them. I think he said, you won't find them in the, in the cup. Like when we take communion, we think that's, we believe that's actually Jesus. Hmm. And if you can't see that, uh, you know, God's image in everybody, then you're probably looking at it the wrong way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless uh, more mongery now, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was in Matthew, Jesus, um, 
was talking to his disciples and uh, he was saying, talking about where uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to butcher it just because yeah. I, I don't know the verbatim. I think I know where you're going. So yeah. Uh, if when I was hungry, you clothed me. Yep. When I was thirsty, mm-hmm. you gave me water. When I was hungry, you fed me. And it says, when, when have we fed you? And he says, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, you've, you've done, done it to me. me. Yep. And it's, yeah, if Jesus created all of us and mm-hmm. we were all created equally. And yeah, if you, if you look down on another, um, it's, it really is. You're looking down on someone who was made yep. just like you were. And right. And it makes, it makes going to war when you, when you, you're really conscious of that, it makes like, you know, oh yeah, I can't wait to get over there and shoot at the communists or whoever. Everybody mm-hmm. likes to call everybody communists. There's like virtually no communists yeah. in any conflict <laughs> right now, but, uh, they're like, they're communists. It's like, yeah, but dang, they go to church just like you and me. And you know, they believe, man, wouldn't you hate it to like kill somebody and then, then be in heaven waiting on you? Mm-hmm. That'd be rough. You know, <laughs> that would be, that would be well, I mean, heaven's going to be dope, you know, it's going to be fun, you know, <laughs> so I'm sure they'll be okay. They'll be like, ah, you know, whatever, yeah, no you know? hard feelings, <laughs> but like, wouldn't it be awful, you know, to think about that? It's like, I killed somebody that like otherwise could have been my friend or even worse. You kill somebody that's not going to heaven mm. yeah. and you made that decision. Now, I'm not anti-war. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying mm. there's things to, to think about. Yeah. 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 You have to have good reason. Mm-hmm. That is that's a solid point. I like that actually. Actually, he said that like you weren't actually. Going. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I yeah. didn't know where it's it was like going. as soon as he said <laughs> Catholic, I was like, ah, oh, what's he been to say? <laughs> oh, where's this going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, like if you if you um, talk to most of us, most of us don't buy it. Some of us mm-hmm. do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, you know, there's bad and good people. Ever. Yeah, I but mean, it's, it's just like, like when you say Catholic, you have an idea of, okay, this is how they believe. And this is how they think. Just like when a lot of people say Baptist, okay, this is what you believe it. You have kind of a core set of beliefs that you hold, but there's going to be some variants. People are going to have yeah. their own opinions. Um, and, and a different level of enforcement entirely. Yeah. Like some people are like, Baptists, you're kind of all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it depends on who you ask. Like the, the the cool thing about being Catholic, and the cool thing, I guess, also the cool thing about being a Baptist, right, is they're total opposites, right? A Baptist, it's like I don't like what this guy's saying, but I have the option to just go over to that church where he's saying what I like, right? Which that happened to me like all the time growing up. I grew up Baptist, and be like, we don't agree with this guy, mm-hmm. you know. Which is you have that, you know, you have that. <laughs> sometimes that guy would be like 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 the rapture people you know They're like we believe that we get raptured out and then other people are like no we don't get raptured out mm-hmm. it's like well i'm gonna go where we get raptured out then because i don't want to be behind during the tribulation and all <laughs> yeah. that so they yeah. go to another church which is good you, you don't have that option in the catholic church though because mm-hmm. uh whatever is being like we we have a, a core set of beliefs that we have to believe and disciplines too we have disciplines that you you have to observe mm-hmm. you know and it's like, well, I don't agree with that. It's like, well, then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, cause you can't, you can't do that. You know what I mean? And when you get confirmed, they ask you that stuff. Like they asked me, they were like, do you accept all of the church's teachings? Mm-hmm. You know, every single one of them. And there were some that I, I struggled with, but uh, I, I just, you know, the verse where, um, I don't want to get too Catholic. I'm about to get really Catholic. We might better, might better circle on back there for a second, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But well, if, I don't think that God's going to lead us astray. So I'm going to yeah. trust that the church is going to do the right thing. Um, <laughs> like Peter, 
when God, I mean, God, when Jesus, well, yeah, yeah, God, <laughs> God on earth <laughs> looked at Peter and he said, uh, he said, um, your name is Peter. Your name is rock, right? He changed his name to like Peter, which means rock. His, his name was Simon. He says, you're now Peter rock. And on this rock, I will build my church, right? And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I believe in that same passage, he says, you have the gates, you will be given the, the, the keys to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So from that point is where we believe, and you can disagree. It's fine. We believe that the, the church came from. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that the Holy Spirit will allow the gates of hell to prevail against the church because of that verse. Mm-hmm. So even if I just don't really fully agree with something, it's like there was something that uh, I'm trying to think of, give you a for instance. Like um, if I don't agree with something that the church is doing fully and I don't understand it, I just have to accept. It's like, well, we're supposed to follow the elders of the church, which Paul later said. You know, I think Paul, I think Paul said it. He was like, you have to follow the later the the elders of the church. You have to submit to them. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to do that, whether I like it or not. You know, you got to have some discipline. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. and like that can Baptist would say that to me growing up all the time. Like if the pastor said something, uh, they would, they would be like, I'd be like, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And like, well, you know, he's the, he's the pastor. So sure. I'm like, okay, well we got to do what it says. <laughs> you know what I mean? In some cases, you know? Yeah. I, I can see the value of that in some, like if it was something that, again, that's, that's the thing. Ideally you would never come up in the circumstance, but if it's mm-hmm. something, say I've read a verse in the Bible that clearly states point A and I'm told that I have to follow point B, you know, that's where I'd run into that, that conundrum. Yeah. That would be a huge problem. Yeah. yeah that would be, that, that would, and you know, we, we don't, you can't do that. Like if a priest comes and tells me, it's like, you know, um, you know, where it says thou shalt not kill, you know, it's means like, mm-hmm. actually, you know, you can kill, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I would be like, eh, you smell fish. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't, I don't care for you, you know? Um, but there's also some t- some instances where you'll read a verse and you'll be like, you don't you don't quite understand it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like Philip and the eunuch, Philip had to go. He was talking to the eunuch, and the eunuch was sitting there reading his Bible. This is why I, I don't get with the. I hope I don't offend anybody with this, but I don't understand the position where I don't go to church. I just stay home and read my Bible. I'm like, well, really? Start with Revelation. Tell me what that book means. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How do you just stay home and read it? But nobody's telling you. You don't talk to about it with anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Philip and the eunuch, like Philip went to him and he said, he said, basically he was like, what you read? He was like, the Bible. And he, he said something about, do you understand it? He says, how can I understand it when there's nobody to tell me what it means? And then Philip sat there with him and he explained it to him and he says, okay, cool. There's water. What preventeth me to be baptized? And he says, if you believe in the father, son, and Holy spirit, you should be baptized right now. And they baptized him. But somebody had to come along, Philip who walked around with Jesus, you know, had to come along and tell him that. You know, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of authority there, I feel like, that, that is given to the church, you know. And when I say the church, like, you could you could even, uh, well, I'll let you guys just think that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, be careful how you say things. Because I'm trying not, I'm not going to sit here and, um, you know, bash you guys right no, now. You, that's you, not you, what you. I'm going to do. Sure. So. Now, that's, that's I, I, the verse about Peter, I had never I don't think I've heard that particular discussion brought up, but I think that's really interesting. That is the Catholic discussion. <laughs> that is the <laughs> that is our point, you yeah. know, because we we can trace our roots back to to Peter, you know, in letters 
through sources actually outside of the Bible, just historical accounts to Peter. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big arguments that you'll see Catholics use. It can be like you could out debate me. Mm-hmm. You probably you guys are a lot smarter than I am, you know, and you could probably out debate me on a lot of this stuff. But that. that's what we believe. So. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So you obviously are at least relatively disciplined. That's I mean that's why you're a guest for this topic. But you know, having gone up to what what do you say a third degree black fourth degree fourth degree, fourth degree. Black it's it's a uh, fourth degree is the master. That's when you reach master okay, master. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. not that I've mastered it, but that's what they call you. Okay, you know. Well, I mean, you made it that far. I mean, I've been I'm, doing it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I, see, I went to a con, uh, like this convention center with a bunch of other masters, and I saw some people, and I was like, you haven't mastered it. I know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. I'm um, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having been in the Army 10 years? 10 years, 10 yeah. Years, mm-hmm. um, and then Muay Thai and all these things. Um, did you have any... There's a lot of figures out there that are um, not mentors, but kind of icons of discipline. Like, I don't know if you've heard of, um, like, there's Jocko Willing. There's Yeah, I know um, Jocko. David yeah. Goggins. Well, I don't David know him personally, Goggins. but I, I know him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be um, cool if I did, though. That, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin works with his squad mate's son. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That is yeah. dope. That yeah. is super cool. Um, yeah. So are there any, um, like, disciplinary icons that you have ever sort of looked up to or and or like followed on social media took advice from throughout the years i mean like um i didn't start really getting into that until i got a a good bit older a a great deal older so i like bruce lee every little kid loves bruce lee but bruce lee was mostly an actor you know what i mean um uh but i mean i guess you could say he was you're gonna bring in a lot of hate for that oh really (laughs) (laughs) he was a fighter he was but like i saw him on tv doing like backflips and stuff it wasn't like something i that was staged yeah a little bit of that was staged you know and i was like uh i knew growing up i was like i I started fighting when i was 14 you know Mm -hmm. i mean it was my my first fight i was 14 years old and so i knew that the backflip probably wasn't gonna do it you know what i mean (laughs) so i think when i got older my big dude was um there for a while was jordan peterson loved jordan peterson like ben shapiro a lot too but he wasn't like a disciplined guy he was just somebody that i listened to quite a lot mm-hmm. you know and uh um but i think jordan peterson was one um but i've kind of fallen off on him a little bit just because he's so um ambiguous about about when people ask him like his his belief system like belief in god Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't think that's any anybody's business. You've, you've heard him say that, right? He's like, I just don't think that's anybody's business, you know? And uh, he says, that's the first thing that pops in my head. But the, the problem that I have with that is that I'm like, well, it says you have to confess with your mouth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And believe in your heart, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, as far as discipline goes, I think he's spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Clean your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah clean your room you can't fix the world until you can fix your room yeah absolutely you know? i've learned a lot from reading his books listening to his podcast yeah. i've yet to clean my room but you know <laughs> 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 but 
I'd say your room is probably relatively more clean than the rest of ours, though. <coughs> Maybe where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's is definitely. Yeah, my worst. my room's a wreck right now. So yeah, I'm not there. <laughs> not there. We gotta call him up. Call him up. <laughs> we need more help, Jordan. Yeah. Tell us how to clean our room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him on the podcast as a guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, he doesn't have anything better to do. No, no, <laughs> definitely. Not. He's, he's not got like a long way to go. on yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, he doesn't. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not that important. Nah, nah. He's not. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, but like, I, correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, but I feel like I, I don't want to say um, people get squeamish when you say religious, but religious. I feel like people that adhere to a religious code, you know, are more disciplined than people that don't. Like the people that don't, I just feel like are, the, the ones that flamboyantly don't, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are just like, I don't believe in nothing. All that's just silliness and blah, 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 blah. Most of the people that I meet like that, I'm like, that are not necessarily winning at life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they they adhere to no authority. They don't believe in any sort of self-improvement. They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter because, you know, when we die, there's not going to be the, you know, the the reward at the end or consequences or anything like that. So I feel yeah. like I feel like religious people have a better understanding of like like self-discipline, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's like kids who grow up like orphan children, you know, not not to knock them in any way, obviously, but children without a like a parental figure in mm-hmm. their life tend to be a lot more rebellious, careless with their lifestyle kind of thing oh, because yeah. mm-hmm. there's there's no consequences yeah. for their actions, so they aren't and they didn't uh, have that disciplinary authority like instilled in them from a, a parental figure, they, right? Yeah, they don't don't have any reason to be disciplined because they can just do whatever they want, right? And mm-hmm. it, yeah yeah absolutely that's not even making a remark about them that's that's just causation because like it's if you look if you leave them undisciplined they'll be undisciplined cold hard numbers (laughs) man yeah Yeah. it's uh it's the numbers are like um everything crime suicide rates all of the the things that we consider tragedies yep it's a lot homelessness i think i I believe this was this was told to me by someone who was adopted right but uh uh she said that that like homelessness in certain has been observed as being way higher um orphans have been observed uh in in certain areas in the united states as having a, a tendency towards homelessness i don't know how to say that more of them end up homeless yeah you know but it's really it makes you think it's a privilege to have a good family um mm-hmm. a solid oh yeah it's, figure, it's a huge you know, blessing figures in your life mm-hmm. yeah um yeah absolutely and, and that was something that my dad and my parents my parents were really good at was like they were like Life ain't all sunshine and roses. They've kind of highlighted that a good bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. they're like, life ain't sunshine and roses. It'll be okay. You know, you'll you'll live and not die. And you know, it'll be yeah. just keep your head down, bite down on your mouthpiece and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh along the lines of um people who don't have a religion that they adhere to, mm-hmm. it, it really like almost how could it be any other way? Because if you have a moral code or a religious code, and I think the religious code is stronger than a moral code. But if you have a code that you adhere to, of course it is. Yeah, you you have <laughs> you have a set of behaviors that you're supposed to exhibit, and it's not just randomized. It's it's been tested by time, and it's wise people who have come up with these things, or it's teaching from scripture which is our truth right yeah so it's 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 stuff that works right and so Mm -hmm. if you adhere to it you will at least have the things that are promised to you and some people are blessed with more and 
really, so it comes down to if if you don't believe, that's the first step of not being disciplined. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe anything about then why try? Why why try? Why put effort right. towards it? Mm-hmm. It's it's like you can do whatever you want. You can be carefree. You can be cool if you want. You don't have to be cool. It's just whatever you feel like. And that's yep. when you start going with whatever you feel like, it's really almost impossible to be successful or productive because I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. When I do what I feel like, it's not pretty. My day <laughs> I can waste an entire day doing nothing productive if I go by what I feel like I want to do. You know, I'll lay around in bed. I'll watch a movie. I'll play a video game. I'll I'll read a book. It just it, and it can be something that maybe feels productive in the moment, but it actually doesn't have any bearing on any long term goal in my life. And it's just it's a way to waste time because it's easy and. That's not a rewarding feeling. Um, I think we can all relate to that. It's it, when you waste time, you feel it later, and it you mm-hmm. wish you hadn't. And so okay. that's that's why it's important. That's one of the reasons that it's important to adhere to um, something that you believe to hold a belief and stick to it, because that's the first step in success. And, and I don't, I don't. You, people might disagree with this. I think it's it's pretty much impossible to to have a uh, a morality without a, a religion, you know, because mm-hmm. I think, what did you say just a second ago? You said like just a, a morality a is moral not, code, yeah. yeah, just having a moral code just is simply, that won't do, you know, no. it's like, because I, I, people, that's where atheism just falls all apart to me because I'm like, well, then what, what stops you from, from just killing people? I'm like, because that would be immoral. Who said who said it was immoral? You know what I mean? It's like it's like well, we're more we're smarter monkeys than those other monkeys. You know, it's like yeah. the ones that are swinging from trees now, and it's like that that's just not good enough. And uh, I don't think that there is anything good but uh, Christ, mm-hmm. and He laid down the moral law for us. You yeah. know what I mean? And so anything that you get outside of that is not going to look disciplined and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's true. It's kind of like the big bang theory, you know, it's like people, people who, <laughs> I <laughs> hate that, you know, the evolution theory, it, it, they try to say that creation is a, a ridiculous theory because you just believe in miracles. Like, why can't you explain it? Well, before you say that holding a creation viewpoint is ridiculous, First, explain how something came from nothing. The biggest That's miracle all I know. ever. <laughs> yeah. The biggest a, miracle. A ever. miracle that nothing <laughs> blew up and nothing it created exploded. something. Yeah, and I deal with explosions. Nothing <laughs> just blows up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take it from the army guy. Yeah. <laughs> nothing does and not blow up. And life does not come from it. No, <laughs> I mean, obviously they could refute that. They'd be like, well, you know, give an infinite amount. That's what everybody says. Like, give an infinite amount of explosions, maybe, mm-hmm. which is still so stupid. I'm like, give an infinite amount of a stick of C4, right? Me blowing it up an infinite amount of times somehow could make Makes, water yeah. in an amoeba <laughs> in the water, right? And also that even if you were going to believe that, that's still something yeah. that exploded and made something else, you know, because only something can make something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe In like a opinion. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a step right. of faith to believe that. <laughs> well, first, where did. Maybe the, the they're the ones we need to ask about discipline. Yeah. Yes. You know? That's right. <laughs> they adhere to a very discipline that like you have to be pretty disciplined to just believe that. And like, yeah. yes, I trust them. Yeah. You know? yeah. But anyways, I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, that's all I was going with it. It's just like, yeah, when they, you know, when you try to say that, um, that 
you have a moral code outside of any religion, it is kind of ridiculous because who wrote the moral code and, and why should we listen to that moral code above somebody else's moral code? Because there's a lot of different moral codes out there and it's it's completely arguable and that's, you know, just tying in an evolution theory. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you believe that? You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. literally hearsay. <laughs> I think the most masculine role model in the Bible you would have to say is Jesus because we were just talking about self-discipline. That's mm-hmm. what we just spent an hour on, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't like to think about this. They they kind of like, I'm not saying that they put God or Jesus on a pedestal. That's not what I'm about to say. That's not where I'm going. But people kind of are like, well, yeah, but he was God. So dying on the cross wasn't that bad. No, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was bad enough to where he didn't want to do it. Yeah. And a lot of people forget that. They're like, they're like he did, you know, that he prayed. And I think it says sweat like blood. He sweat like drops great of blood. Yeah. You know, if it'd he, be possible, let this cup pass from me. Yep. And he did not want to die and he didn't want to get, and he knew what was going to happen, you know, cause he is God, you know, and he mm-hmm. didn't want that to happen, but he had to do it anyways, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, that is the ultimate, I think, self-discipline role model Absolutely. out there, you know? Well, sacrifice is self is directly caused by self-discipline and that was the ultimate sacrifice yeah. nothing we can do can touch that mm-hmm. no and like and it, and it gets also it's also like way worse than that because he knew that he was about to get blamed for every sin ever committed mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he was that was the way god was going to see him and that's pretty harsh you yeah, know when yeah. you think about it like it's not just dying on a cross now because a lot of people did die on crosses since i had somebody say that i was like yeah people got crucified all the time no big deal and I'm like, eh. you know there's it was a pretty big deal one yeah. he got he he got beat pretty bad which maybe somebody did get beat pretty bad but he got he got to take the blame mm-hmm. for every uh, you know every pedophile yeah right and every murderer mm-hmm. every murder every act of that he took on all of that, you know, and I'm sure he did not want to, No, you know what I mean? Well, that's, that's just it. The martyrs who died horrific deaths and there's all varying degrees of torture, but as far as physical torture goes, that, um, this is a belief that I hold that, um, Christ's death on the cross was awful and it was symbolic of the death he died religiously or spiritually because, it says that it pleased God to crush his son. In other words, it, it wasn't mm. the Romans torturing Christ that forgives us from our sins. It was it was God's wrath that yep. had to be satisfied. So God's wrath was poured out on his only begotten son. Yep. And and think about this too, that we as humans, like we've done things. We've been blamed for things that we should have been blamed for. Like that's we have a familiarization with sin and judgment because we we make mistakes and we pay for them and we make mistakes and we get away with it and that's that's something we do. Christ never sinned. He never didn't love God with all his heart, soul, and mind, and he still had to accept all our sins. Right? There was it. Uh, it how can you even reconcile that? Someone who is perfect, someone who loves God, being crushed by God, and it's yep. only so that we can be reconciled to God. And right? It is just. It's something that we can't even wrap our minds around. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, his crucifixion on the cross was really, it was, it was the ultimate, yeah, self, the ultimate discipline from, well, he directly faced punishment and wrath from God. That was the ultimate discipline. That was the worst part of the cross. Like the cross, I'm sure 
is the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But can you imagine like your, your, you know, any, your dad's looking at you and I, I don't want to like say like, this is the only sin, but to me in my mind, the worst sin ever is like, is pedophilia. Like mm-hmm. it's just so, that's, that's so bad to me. I it's, relate to that. That's <laughs> blasphemy at, uh, to me, you know, because it's somebody who's pure, mm-hmm. you know, and you're defiling it, you know, but anyways, uh, your dad looking at you and you being like totally fine. You're going to be totally fine with him looking at you and saying, you did this, you know, mm-hmm. you did this and you're going to be punished as if you did this. And you're like, well, that's okay. You know, because, uh, now because of that, the actual perpetrator doesn't go to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. An incredible amount of self-discipline, yeah. you know, an incredible, you know, cause at any point he could have been like, nope, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. God, you know, and he's God's son. And he could have been like, you know, nah, because I think they did try to kill him one time before that. And it just wasn't the right way. They were going to like throw him off a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nope. You know, he could have done that forever. He could have just called God and been uh, like his dad, his father, and been like, no, I'm not. No, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, but he did. When mm-hmm. lucky us, you know, yeah, lucky yeah. us, especially as Gentiles, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, taking the blame for blessed us, my bad. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but yeah, like taking the, uh, I think a, a really horrible thing that some people face is um, false imprisonment mm-hmm. or false accusations of some things. Yeah. Um, but that's essentially not not exactly because you know he had to carry the sins of to to fulfill the prophecy mm-hmm. um but he was taking on every single sin committed in the past and the future for all time um and he didn't commit any of them so that to be able to face that mm-hmm. is yeah again once again I'm saying it again <laughs> that's a massive amount of discipline to be yeah. able to face that and that's i imagine that's why he was you know pretty stressed out sweating blood beforehand like if yeah can you imagine like the, even, the, the fear of that like yeah the fear of god is it should be you know i think that that you don't have to constantly just be afraid of god you know because it does say somewhere it says perfect love casts out fear mm-hmm. you know but the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom you know mm-hmm. like the being that snapped into existence everything and jesus is god but he's he's also the son mm-hmm. right you're about to have to face him with the sin of the world on you, that's probably terrifying, you know, along with, oh, by the way, they're going to beat you, you know, Mm -hmm. and nail you to a cross and leave you there to suffocate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Very (laughs) self-discipline, you know, and nobody, who's making him do that? Nobody made him do that. He did that because you you just said, I think just a second ago, it was like he did all that. uh, He laid down his life willingly, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Right. I think uh, it, it, that's kind of intimidating when now now that I think of it, that we're comparing ourselves. We're like, yeah, you know, the ultimate role model is that. It's like, well, well us. <laughs> you know, we're not very like, close. <laughs> great. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even possible. No, you know, it's not even really it's not possible to imagine. You can yeah. imagine the the spiritual and mental, emotional weight of carrying yeah. every single sin ever committed. That's I, I, I sincerely doubt that me in fear of my life, I would sweat drops of blood, right? Because yeah. I've, I've been in fear of my life before several times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've been very, very scared. I put myself in, in, in pretty intense situations often. You know what I mean? Like with fighting and stuff like that. It's, and you're scared, you know? You're very afraid. But sweating drops of blood 
that is that's a different level of fear that Jesus. A lot of people like to act like he didn't have those emotions and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. like in some some movies, I've I've seen some movies about him where they kind of paint him that way. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm like, eh, movies he was human. can't do it. Yeah. yeah, he was a hundred percent human and a hundred percent yep son of God. Mm-hmm. At the same I'm glad you said that because I don't know really what the Baptist stance on that is. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. No, he was he was 100% of both. Yeah, so okay, he cool. had full human emotions, fully man full, and human, yeah. fully God. Yeah, so that's the Catholic perspective. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, he he would have felt every ounce of fear, like utter terror that we can't even begin to imagine yeah. in the mm-hmm. days before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah right. It, you, the the ultimate benefit or the ultimate, I guess, um, the reward was. Uh, that that we don't. This is even even cooler. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate benefit was that we don't have to uh, die and go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. So how did that benefit Jesus in any way? And he still did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just been like, "Yeah, let's start over." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snap our finger. Let's just start over. Let's try it and like not put the snake thingy in the garden this time. You know what I mean? <laughs> start on. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, and I, I didn't want to say like not create women. You know what I mean? Oh, we want those. No. We need those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I like. I love women. Okay. Well, that, one, that's good. one woman. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. One woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barely caught yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yep. sure, man. That's, that's a good point, though. Like, how did we don't see how that benefits him? But that's the perfect love of God. He He loved us so much that it. That's why he did it, and it's hard for us to comprehend. That, that is perfect love. Why, why would he mm-hmm. do that? And because he gets he, the, the, somebody else gets to reap the benefits. He took on somebody else's punishment for somebody else to reap the benefits, mm. right? And he did that just strictly out of love because he's in heaven anyways, you know what I mean? Regardless, you know? So what does it benefit him other than the fact that he just loves us that much, you know? And uh, what we are called to do, I don't really know how to do it, right? Um, And I know that you wanted to wrap it up with like how we do it, you know, like a challenge and stuff like that. But what we're told to do for those listening is is to love our wives like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that, like, because even when you love your wife, well, I'm sure that you and I are coming up on that day where we'll be like, well, what's in it for me? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I hate that, but like, you know, because obviously I love um, my fiance. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, there's going to be, can you imagine loving her and her not doing anything to benefit you at all? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would, it's one sided love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's that's kind of what Jesus did for us. It's what we're called to do. Yeah, it's what we're told to do. Yeah. Don't know how to do it, you know, perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'll we try. Actually, <laughs> we actually touched on that, like, very similarly in our last episode. Oh, yeah? Because we were talking about how um, God's love is unconditional love. He He doesn't require yeah. anything mm-hmm. in, in return. And that's something that's nearly... In most cases, it's impossible for... It's humans. pretty much impossible. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like... Um, it, it's, it's, it is pretty much impossible, you know, uh, like, cause you know, we're not perfect, you know, <laughs> you know, we are called to holiness, but you know, don't mean it that we are fully holy, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge responsibility that's been placed on us. And that's why God's also forgiving because we could never measure up to what we're supposed to yeah. be. And I feel mm-hmm. that every day. I, I can strive and I can try and I can think I'm doing pretty good. And then I turn around and I've failed in another area. And I'm yeah. like, 
it's I'm reminded all the time of my finiteness and yep. yeah, yeah. Everybody's got that nagging sin that they keep going back to. I feel like mm-hmm. that uh, makes you feel that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I mean, I've got one. You know, and well, I've got one. Yeah, I've only got one, fellas. <laughs> He's only got one. Man. Yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I've only got this one thing. If I can get this one thing, you know, whoa, I'm pretty much a yeah. saint. You know, <laughs> um, so like in my own life, like when I was younger, um, I was allowed a unhealthy amount of device usage and it resulted in me finding porn and watching porn for some years of my life and that was a huge struggle and it was it was depressing um it it hurt when i did it but i kept going back to it it was an addiction it was an addiction and it's 100 percent an addiction it, and there, there's no people will be like people kind of downplay that yeah you know but i think i think there was a study that uh uh, I think it was my, my, my dad that told me about it. He said, he said they, they like interviewed uh, like several hundred males. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like a hundred percent of males in this area. I don't remember exactly where it was. 100% of them have been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, it's something that's, it's, it's so available and so accessible and it's yeah. free and it's, it's, it shouldn't be that way. It's terrible. Absolutely but not. That's the, what the boat we're in. And I, I always, I, I, again, I grew up Baptist and some of the, things that we did were less ideal than others. And one of those was we made fun of people who were less fortunate than Mm -hmm. us. And that, so when I'd see posters about addictions and, and like basically encouragement, like you're not alone, like we can help you through this. Like I thought, Oh, that's just effeminate. That's, that's, that's so unnecessary. Like they're just playing up them like as, as better people than they are. Like, no, that's not the case. Like when I was going through that, I felt I thought I was the only one. And there was a point in my life where I came, I decided to kill myself and I didn't, <laughs> I'm here today, yeah. but I decided that was all that was going to happen. I, I could not recover from the position I was in, but God saved me out of it. And that's the only answer I have. And now I don't watch porn. It's, it's a thing in the past. And I think, and, and it, I, it's such a hard people will be like oh my gosh it's disgusting right and it is disgusting it's 100 disgusting but the people that suffer from it are not disgusting you know you're not disgusting because you like got addicted to anything really you know Mm -hmm. but the that the act is disgusting yeah you know what i mean and you shouldn't dehumanize and everybody does that too i guess you shouldn't dehumanize anybody that's struggling with any kind of addiction Mm -hmm. least of all that one you know what I mean? That yeah. one that's so readily available. Like, in a man, I hate it, but like a 10-year-old is already wired that way. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's already it's, wired for that. A 10, 10, 11-year-old is about 10 or 11, I guess, you know, is when you're like, you know, uh, women are beautiful, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then they made it, I say they, I don't know who they is, but mm-hmm. it's readily accessible oh, yeah. in any of the devices that, 99% of the United States carries in their pockets. Mm-hmm. Quick Google search. Well, yeah, and if anybody wants to argue with the fact that everyone is tempted by it, just go look at the Bible. There's so, so, so many warnings in the Bible about not lusting after women yep. because it is a huge temptation for men. And There's so many examples in the Bible where that very thing brought down great men, you mm-hmm. know, or brought them to at least yeah. a low point. Oh, David. David, David. Um Dagum, uh, even some some people could say that it, I think it was Abraham, Abraham that uh, his wife like talked him into. Um, she gave him her name. What was her name? Her bonser, Hagar. Hagar. Yep. Yeah. 
to have a son. That, that was, was a, a, I would say, a sexually immoral thing to do. Yes. You know what I so, mean? Things were different back then, but it wasn't that different. My pastor actually just went through the genealogy of the line of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super interesting because he was showing all that. And it's like mm-hmm. these crazy, crazy, like immoral situations. Um, I won't go into detail. Like one was um, like Tamar, the daughter, or Tamar was married to the son of Judah. And he died before they had any kids. And so she was supposed to be given to her, his brother and he was supposed to have a child with her so that his brother's line could be carried on. Yep. And mm-hmm. he died. He died because of, yeah, he died. That's another thing that the, the Catholic, I know what you're talking about exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's a very strong Catholic view on that because of that passage. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. so that is for procreation and that's it yeah you know what i mean but go ahead sorry okay yeah and then uh the the he was supposed to give him to the next son but it was when he became of age because he was too young and that promise was never fulfilled so tamar disguised herself as a prostitute and went to judah and she became pregnant with judah's son and there's a whole drama drama uh, yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> judah ordered her to be burned when they found out she had a child out of immorality and then she's like hey i have judah's things this is the man who i had a child with and judah identified him as his own he was like she's more righteous than i because i was the one who perpetrated the deed right and uh anyway so there's there was a whole story around it but mm-hmm. say all that to say yeah great men in the bible and then um even in the line of jesus like like Everybody has struggled with this, right? Yep. And it's... You're not less human for having, or, or weak, you know, mm-hmm. but that ties into self-discipline absolutely greatly, mm-hmm. you know, because self-discipline is not, like, in that case, it's obviously there is a, a huge benefit, you know, to you being disciplined and staying away from that, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, uh, there's, a, there's a huge benefit, and one of them is not being addicted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not, you know... Uh, stroke, there's there's all kinds of studies out there, all kinds of studies that say it's like I think it's like similar to like certain drugs, mm-hmm. you know what it does to your brain, yeah, and it doesn't I help you damage. like communicate with women at all, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I but. think um, there's also a certain point in that where no, it's almost impossible for us to be self disciplined enough to get ourselves out of it. Um, in a lot of cases, you have to have some sort of outside discipline a lot of times outside resources yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um that can be through like therapy there's like all sorts of therapies and rehab centers for all like all different addictions everything Mm -hmm. smoking anything that you're struggling from Mm -hmm. accountability is huge yeah like and with that sin in particular like that's one that just comes at you out of nowhere like because you're always ready to lust right that's just how you're wired like you yeah you always are tempted and also i think that there's a guard there's a fine line between like what you're actually supposed to do there is nothing wrong with seeing a woman and being like whoa she's beautiful you can appreciate beauty without yeah without it being less possible Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah so with that yeah like i said that with that one it's like I just, I don't even want to put myself in a position to be tempted by it. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I just, I, I, I enlisted in a, uh, or enrolled in a, a VPN that shows all your search history, right? So me and my yeah. fiance show, share our search history. So mm. if I don't want her getting a list of the stuff I've been looking at, or a, a list of stuff that she didn't want me to be looking at, I better not look at it, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's going to keep me honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, just so I never go there again, right? It, that's scary. Like, even if you're not looking that kind of thing up, like, mm-hmm. for me, because it's like, because if you... <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you... What is... 
this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is not even that. It's not even like the P word, you know. It's just right, like right. Uh, it's like well, you know. <laughs> oh, everybody was <laughs> bored. Weird browser search, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's it's true. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, which I don't know how that ties into the benefits of discipline, but being disciplined from that, there's a huge benefit. Yeah. I would say because you like uh, none of us are married, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are married, that is the I, th- I believe I. Uh, and see, I'm going through marriage prep right now. In the Catholic Church, you have to like go to uh, six months of classes, mm-hmm. you know, to a year of classes. I did the short one. I should have done the long one because it's been kind of stressful getting them in. But uh, you do go to six months of classes before they'll even let you get married, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they were mentioned, they were like, porn is, I think, the either the number one or the number two reason for divorce in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's almost always the husband's addiction. So one of the benefits of that would be like that you don't ruin the relationship that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's super hurtful. Like, um, you know, and it's, it, there's a lot of controversy on it, but really the, the argument holds true that, you know, you're putting women on a, a pedestal that they can't, right. It's not real. Like porn isn't real. It's just, it's, it's all, you know, certain things are accentuated and played up and whatever. And so it's, it's super appealing to a certain yeah. group, right? So there's all different kinds so whatever. But so that's, that's one, one thing about that is it just, it creates a whole unrealistic idea, um, a fantastic idea in your head that can never be lived up to by anyone. Right. And when you think about it, you really don't, it's just super, once you get out of it, you can just think like, okay, I understand how you can lust after that, but how, how can you be, how can you just sit and watch? It's like, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Right. And it's, it's super weird and, and yeah. fantastic. And so, yeah, it's super healthy to be completely away from that. And again, not to say I've never lusted since I, I struggle with that sin all the time. I try, I have to be I, on my I feel like every, so that, yeah, every male, not even every, I almost said every straight male, but obviously every male, you yeah. know, would, mm-hmm. you know, have that, you mm-hmm. know, that, that propensity to do that's why, yeah. or why would it be written in the Bible? It's like, Hey, be really, really careful about this. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. If we, yeah. It's like, thou shalt not kill. It's like, well, why would you have that verse? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, people were killing each other, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, so. when Jesus said, if, if your right hands offend you, cut it off, that, that was all in the same paragraph as when he was talking about sexual immorality yeah. and, and lust. So it's very serious and it's a, it's a warning in the Bible just to mm-hmm. stay away from it. Right. And, uh, it, it would behoove us to do so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big benefit. Please, from at home. And it'll you improve don't get your life. Nothing too. out of this this yeah. episode, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and there are addictions everywhere. Like everything that we've been talking about with self discipline, even down to watching movies when you feel like vegging yeah. and video gaming and all these different things, they can all be addictions that take self discipline to break or yep. outside discipline. You can times. be addicted to something, everything in moderation. Everything mm-hmm. in moderation. You'd be addicted to something that's inherently good, like exercising. Mm-hmm. But if you're not hanging out with your kids or you're not taking care of your kids or your wife, or it's cutting into something important like, say, you know, church, mm-hmm. you know, or even even like, and this is probably really unpopular, you know, but uh, uh, people will be like, I, don't, I just don't have time to volunteer to help, you know, feed the poor, clothe the naked or anything like that, you know, it's like but you're in the gym every day for two hours a day, (laughs) right? It's like one of those days, you know, could go towards that, you know, and that's an inherently good thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it can be um, just like, well, I I can't go there. Yeah. So I honestly, like a, a take I have is that some people, you can be addicted to discipline as well, self-discipline 
especially like some people just kind of go all out disciplining themselves. It turns into self-hatred. And it, yeah, it turns mm-hmm. into self-hatred, which ironically needs discipline to get out of. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really difficult. You're allowed to, to sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Everything in moderation, like right. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, it was good stuff to have Like, you. Uh, you know, and I, and, and I just want to be clear that I'm not like, I don't want, you know, to bash you guys for being different, you know, or anything like that. And I would, I would certainly hope that you guys wouldn't do it to oh. me, but I would like to, I would love to come on maybe one day and uh, discuss those, those beliefs and the differences and compare and contrast if you will yeah you know? yeah. yeah that would mm-hmm. be awesome that'd be great mm-hmm. yeah. yep we'll save that when i have more mental bandwidth <laughs> I, I think yeah. we're gonna get down in the reeds on that one yeah <laughs> it'll um, be fun i guess the challenge find a martial arts school yeah find yeah how about no martial arts Palmetto. easily south carolina <laughs> yeah well, this is a great time. guy that owns that gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah go see philip palmetto martial arts and yeah. Like, yep. um no, we can yeah. gonna... I, I guess for our challenge this time it um in order i think we can all kind of agree on this to some extent that in order to be disciplined you have to have a a result or a belief that you're operating under in order Mm -hmm. to be disciplined because exactly like we were saying earlier um to be disciplined you have to have a reason you can't that's why you know people who don't have a um religion that they're following or some manner of code or ethics that they're following just don't Mm -hmm. as a general rule aren't um disciplined so our challenge this episode i guess could be to find something that you believe in where you can discipline yourself to get to an end result of some kind and that could be anything from you know getting your ultimate um gym build you know if you're trying to get fit yeah find a goal that you are trying to set for yourself and discipline yourself to that point yeah. if it's um something bigger and more spiritual if you're trying to you know mm-hmm. become more religious or have some manner of um spiritual moral code to follow in order to be more disciplined if that's what you need you know yeah you can make you re- do your devotions every morning or yeah. make sure you take the trash to the dump once a week brush yeah. your teeth every day what pick yeah. something that you're lacking in because i mean you know what it is we, i i know what mine are Mm-hmm. We we're all struggling from a, a something that we fail to do. Yeah, go after it and just make sure it happens, um, and for no other reason than to make sure that you're making yourself do something you don't want to do because that's the first step in getting ahead. Mm-hmm. So, some sort of self improvement. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. don't snooze your alarm. Get up at the first alarm. Yep, yep. I struggle with that one. <laughs> so, right. I just had to get a school bell alarm, and that thing scares the life out of me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wraps up episode seven of the manual. Be sure to give us a follow, leave us a review or rating on our Spotify platform or um, Apple podcast. We have Google podcasts as well. Um, Yeah, be sure to give us a follow or a rating. Yeah, and stay tuned for our next episode in two weeks. And this has been the manual.